What's going on, FML? It's the one and only. You already know SB here with the boy, Romy Rome, and we are back after a little hiatus. FML, probably, which is probably one of the most uh, anticipated FML cycles ever. Which, ain't that right? Yeah, I mean, we had a long wait, so uh, having to wait on that whole scouting update that delayed a lot of stuff. I mean, FML usually starts, what, like the first week of September? And we ended up starting about midway through October. So definitely a long wait, especially after picking teams. So a lot yeah, of long, anticipation. Long, long wait, a lot of anticipation, a lot of build up, a lot of trash talk, a lot of people not living up to the expectations, a lot of people, uh, we call it, uh, overachieving right now. You know, it, hey, next gen, new year, new faces at the top. A lot of disappointments. A lot of disappointments. We're going to touch on that. A lot of upsets the first three weeks. Um, how you feeling about those upsets, man? Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of the upsets came like week two. And some of these upsets are like surprising because some of them are coming from some new coaches. Others are coming from guys that have been around for a while but really haven't had much success in previous cycles. And they're beating like – on either top 10 team like users or it's it's a game that you pretty much thought was going to be one-sided so uh but it's definitely fun especially like you said that long wait so we're gonna we're gonna touch on that yeah we go and we definitely gonna we definitely gonna hit on those upsets man and we also <laughs> hey we also gonna hit on the top 10 list um one one team in particular you probably mm-hmm. can guess who I'm talking about. I mean, it's, I mean, it's only one. It's only one obvious one. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, and then uh, we're gonna touch on that uh, I- I- NFC South, you know, and the AFC West. So I feel, I feel like those two divisions are something we should touch on today. Looking forward to it. I'm, yeah. re- I'm ready. Hey, I know they're ready, man. It's been a minute. Uh, I, I feel like it's been a. Uh, I feel like it's been like a year since we've been in the studio. We was just in it a couple months ago, man, or a couple weeks ago, rather. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were literally like just starting it up, and then every yeah. single update started coming out, being like, "Oh, it's postponed. Oh, it's postponed." So it's like, all right, right, right. right. With that, with that being said, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, you know the whole FML network, the whole FML universe for the support. You know. Uh, Seeing that y'all like the show, y'all appreciate the show. It's, it's good for us. Give us a reason to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So um, we're gonna get it started after this next, uh, after this first break. Hey, what's going on? It's the one and only Already Know SB. Make sure y'all tune in every Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern, to catch myself and the boy Romy Rome on Pick Six. Only on the FML Network. One mistake here, and it's to the crib, homie. Yo, 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 welcome back to uh, FML Network's Pick 6. First topic of the day we're going to talk about is, um, we're going we to touch on these, uh, these upsets first. Um, first upset in particular, week one, we have, uh, what, the Raiders versus the Ravens. Yeah. This one right here was surprising. I mean, at least for me. I mean, you want you go ahead and go first? Yeah, very surprising. You know, we started talking about upsets earlier. I told you a lot of it's from new coaches, and this is a new coach for the Raiders. Um and he looked phenomenal. And I don't know if it's just because the IOTA and the Ravens defense is subpar uh, or if the Raiders offense is just clicking like that. But Derek Carr came in with 158.3 passer rating, 424 yards, and five touchdowns. And the majority of those touchdowns and those yards went to no other than Henry Ruggs, who had 11 catches, 307 yards, and four touchdowns on the day. So you got 
listen, you got a wide receiver, man, putting up 300 yards on you as well as four touchdowns. That's a problem. That That's a problem. Because mid-game at one point, if you see Henry Roche is tearing you up, when are you going to make the adjustment? And it doesn't look like the Ravens ever made that adjustment. Um, it was a close-scoring game. But with the offense that the Ravens have and the type of coach that Iota is, this was definitely probably the biggest upset, especially to start off the season. Yeah. Uh, look, look. Um, there's a couple of teams that the first three weeks, there are a few teams that uh, – the upsets were surprising, and the performances of the coaches have just been subpar. I think if it wasn't for the the team we're going to talk about later, he would definitely be the team we'd be talking about as in uh, being the you know the surprise weakest link of the of the of the year so far. Um, mm-hmm. This this game, Raiders Ravens, the upset. Uh, just looking at the 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 pass yards from the Raiders, four hundred and fifteen yards. At some point, you have to you got to play some type of defense. You got to play some type of defense. It don't like he was. It don't look like he was playing defense at all. You know, uh, Rugs just destroyed him. He made Rugs look like Calvin Johnson out there. I, it, you, it, you can't make this up. You, uh, David Carr, one hundred and fifty-eight point three passer rating. Really, Derek Carr. Derek, we're not talking about Peyton Manning. We're talking about Derek Carr. 424 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Seriously? Derek Carr throwing it to one receiver, pretty much. He threw it to one receiver. You would think, okay, hmm. He's throwing it to Henry Ruggs on first down. He's throwing it to him on second down. Hey, why don't I double team him on third down? No. <laughs> you know, he just he, – he, just, he just allows it. He just allow, he just allows it to happen. At some point, you have to. You just have to. You have to. You have to do what? You have to coach. You know. And to me, this game comes that it just he was just out coached because there is it's something you do at halftime. You know, the game even it even pops up for game on, uh, on a game for you too. It's called a uh, halftime what adjustments. Yeah. And it, it, I think I think when it popped up for him, he just pressed circle. This man, this man probably said, "Stop the run." <laughs> yeah, uh, inside run, like <laughs> really, bro. <laughs> inside run, you know what I'm saying? And I, that's probably what he did because I mean, he he did pretty good on the on a rush. Now, I'll give his defense credit on a rush. Uh, I think King and Drake only had 30, 30 yards. Maybe I may be wrong. Thirty mm-hmm. yards. Um, I'm not gonna blame the the players. Lamar Jackson had a he he, he had a hell of a game. Uh, he threw for two seventy five, three touchdowns. But this is what we expect from Lamar. You know, we, we expect Lamar to do Lamar things, but um, the offense did their job. Defense just performed extremely, extremely bad. New coach for the Raiders, uh, he, he coming in trying to put his uh put his feet came down, put his uh, foot down. Week one, trying to make a name, you know, in this competitive league. And look, I, I really don't have too much more to say about you know Iota's performance. You know, hopefully he he steps it up. Yeah, but like I said, at some at some point, you know, you you got to coach. You have, I mean, this this it's not like this team is is bad. You know, this is one of this is one of the better teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's all on coaching. And it, like you said, the team is not bad. I mean, especially the secondary for the Ravens. You got Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, right? You got them looking like Richard Sherman versus Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl all <laughs> damn day versus Henry Ruggs. That's a problem. You have corners that can hold their own, right? The Raiders' yeah, passing offense 
they should not be killing you like this. Um, yeah. I understand there's some there's some like old areas of the defense, more so like the front seven with Patrick Queen being the exception as the middle linebacker. But uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it makes you think: was he run committing? Like, you know what I'm <laughs> like it, at, at some point, it's just like, well, dang. It, you know, it, you see those games where dudes just kind of give up and they literally come out in like field goal or goal line and just let yeah. you pass on. That, this is what it, it seems like. Like it was just like, all right, here, I'm going to go score. You go ahead and, and score. And so I can get the ball back. Like, go ahead. And Essentially. That's, that's basically what it seems like he was doing. But hey, hey, you know, it's early in the season. We'll see if he makes some adjustments. But that defense definitely needs some work because, man, if you're trying to win shootouts and all you're really doing is Lamar can get it done. But the defense has to do something, you know. Defense got to do something, man. It, that, that that's bananas. Um, sticking with these upsets, man. Week two, Broncos, Jags. Whoa! It hurts me to say this. Like <laughs> it hurts me because he, he look. That's your goat. <laughs> what? That, that, yeah, that's you know? the top user that you that you put in there. Are you trying to say? No, I'm just saying you better get that Mountain Dew ready. <laughs> Look, man. Look, I, we we gonna run with look growing pains. He, Jags got a rookie QB, uh, but really the rookie QB he, he's he's been playing well. I think he he's in the tops in the league and some of the uh, some of the some of the uh, stats. Um, he had like a subpar game. He had a, a beautiful passer rating, you know, mm-hmm. hundred eighteen point three rating, two hundred eighty seven yards, two touchdowns. He had one pick, which was costly. Um. But I think the surprise in this game was was Bridgewater. You know, Bridgewater. All he, you know, when you you have a quarterback like Bridgewater, you, you just you, you expect him to just manage the game. You don't expect him to come out and be a showstopper, and that's exactly what he did. You know, comes out two hundred eighteen yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. You know, and that's the big thing. And 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 in FML, if you can manage not to turn the ball over, which is probably one of the main reasons for people losing in this league, I would say, is turnovers. You have a good chance of beating almost anybody any given day. But Malibu, Malibu's uh, and the Jags' defense has just been totally a, dis- a total disappointment this year. Total disappointment. I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's it's not used to the players yet, but look, there's, there's gonna become, it's going to come a time where he's going to have to just coach. And he, I know he, he, has pretty, he has a pretty cupcake schedule coming up, so I expect him to rebound, but he can't be dropping games like this. Yeah, and, 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 I'll, and I'll say this. Uh, you know, Malibu definitely, his coaching style is a lot really his, his defense, right? Like, the defense is probably the biggest thing for Malibu. Can't um, tell. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, this team right now, the Jags, it's really, you know, the whole entire team is already kind of underdeveloped right now. They're all young, but there's a lot of potential. Um, and the biggest thing for Malibu is he likes to shut down the run. He's going he's gonna to force you to pass and make you – make you make mistakes and make some turnovers. And that's how he beats you. Uh, you know, at least he was able to stop Melvin Gordon this game. Melvin Gordon had 280 yards the first week versus the uh, the Giants. And he was able to limit him to 80. He basically was like, yo, Bridgewater's going to have to beat me if we're going to win this game. Um, if they're, if they're going to beat us, Bridgewater's going to have to beat me. And come to find out, that's exactly what happened. Bridgewater had a game, and that's how they won. But at the same time, like you said, Trevor Lawrence has been doing his thing. Definitely – Right now, the number one guy for rookie of the year. Uh, the team right now reminds me a lot of like the Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes first got to town. 
offense was, defense. Yeah, offense was phenomenal, but that defense is, is just not there. Um, and what's crazy, what's crazy is the one of the one of the most interesting stats of this of this game, you know, TOP. I'm not sure if you saw that. You know, mm-hmm. time of possession, Jags twenty almost twenty minutes, Broncos ten minutes, nine mm-hmm. minutes forty one seconds, you know what I'm saying? And and the score is thirty three or thirty one, like like it, it makes you wonder, like, damn, what was you doing with all those, you know, all that time, you know, you know, that's a really good strategy. But in order for that strategy to work, like, you, you got to play some type of, you got to get a stop, you got to, you got to score touchdowns, and you got to get stops. And I, and and, and, I'll, and I'll say one thing, like, obviously, this is an upset, right? Correct. When you look at the schedule, this is an upset. But at the same time, man, Kelv has been here for a minute. And Kelv, yeah. yeah, hasn't had really the greatest resume when it comes to, like, records. But he's always been that type of user that even though he has losing seasons, he's he gives you a, a, some pretty tough games uh, in the season. He'll squeeze some out and get some upsets. And that's exactly what he did in week two. He's starting off the season uh, red hot right now. But, you know, that's that's the type of the repertoire he usually has. He's that guy that he's going to sneak in a win here or there or, or give – Really good teams, a tough time. Uh, at the, stop, the using, uh, stop using words you can't spell, man. Repertoire. <laughs> you don't even know how to spell repertoire. You probably you spell don't even know it. what that is. Hey, spell it. You said it. R E P U T O R. Okay. Hey. Yeah. 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 I agree with. I agree with you said. Um. Kelv is uh he is it's not like he's a scrub, but just looking at the you know, looking at the top ten list, like I said, I'm gonna go back to this top ten list, you know. Um mm. Malibu's on there, you know what I'm saying? And he I I chose him as, you know, the one of the top the top player above Mac. So I'm a, I'm a, I am can not I can't fall in back I can't fall now, so I'm gonna stick to my guns. He need to turn this <laughs> he need he need to turn this around. He need to turn he, this he around. Will. Obviously, we, we both had two I'm, different I'm fully, we, yeah, we had I'm two fully, different people for this debate. It was Mac right. and Malibu. Obviously, a lot of respect for Malibu, but I'm still gonna go with Matt here. Um, but he he going to get together. Yeah, yeah, full confidence, full, full confidence in the Jags. But this was uh, this was indeed an upset. Uh, just just a couple other notable upsets. Well, we had uh, we had the uh, um, what was it Saints over the Panthers? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was that was that was one that I I, I was not expecting at all. Uh, was there any others? You have Bucks versus the Falcons. Mostly, I think, just because oh, yeah. the Bucks were kind of overlooked. Um, based on anybody worried about the, anybody worried about Bucks, but we'll we'll get on that later. Um, but yeah, like I said, the first first the first three weeks of FML been crazy. It's just to build up the anticipation, and I think that's what built into the uh, the upsets. A lot of people came in hype, and a lot of is a lot of week one jitters, a lot of week two jitters. Believe it or not, and some teams were able to get it done. Some teams wasn't. We're going to take a quick break and get to the next uh, the next topic. What's going on? It's your boy, Rome, from FML Pick 6. Make sure you tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to join SB and Rome on the debate, topics, and analysis of the one and only FML. What's going on, FML? Welcome back to Pick 6. It's your boy, Rome, and I got SB with me. So, you know, we're going to roll right into the next topic real quick. Uh, we went over the top 10 list in our first podcast, but right now we got somebody in that top 10 list not looking so much like top 10. Uh, and it's the Chargers, the number 10 team on the list. And they started off the season 0-3. So, real quick, SB, uh, 
with this start to the season, what do you think? What do you think is the, the biggest problem with this team? When I look at this team, I just, I just get so frustrated. I guess so. I look, I look at the talent on this team, and it's just like 0 and 3, really. You know, and he's he's a top 10 player to me. The biggest issue, if, if I was if I was presented the question, players or coach, whose fault? Who does the who, 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 what does the majority of the blame lie? I'm gonna say coach. It's coaching, 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 coaching. Week one, close game, good game versus the football team. 13 to 17, you know, he, he, he has he has multiple chances to, to, to win the game, doesn't get it done. Week two, home game. He let the Cowboys come in and just walk all over him. 45-14, not even close. That's coaching. You know, you, 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 just allow, you don't allow that to happen. And then week three, another close game, 14 to 16. Close. That's coaching. Hold on. Okay, so – you just named two close games, and then you also claimed a blowout, and you're going to blame that all on coaching. All that's that's all coaching. All, every single yes. part of that. It's all it's it's all please, on coaching. Please, please, at, I don't understand. at you, some point, at some point, the coach has the galvanized troop. You have to be you have to be a leader of men. Look, you can coach you know? all damn day, but that don't mean that the players can get done. At some point, the coach has to take take the take the players and be a leader of men. Oh, okay. Look. No, go, great, go ahead. The, I, I want to hear your point first before I got to see what I got to say. Go ahead. Around the league, the best coaches, they just get it done. Winners win, you know. It's because their players look up to them and be like, you know what, I'll follow him. To me, I look at this team, the players are probably looking at Beast right now and being like, I don't want to follow him. You know what I'm saying? It's clear. They just don't want to follow him. They just, they just don't. It's, it's, and it's, 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 it's clear with just the way the game, you, you, go, you, you have a home game. And you get blown out forty-five Look, to fourteen. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't blame this on coaching. You can't say that this is coaching. You can try to tell this team all damn day, hey, don't turn over the ball. They're gonna turn over the ball, which brings me to my next you point. Gotta, but the next point you gotta is, put, wait, you got to put the players in position. You, 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 know, you got to put them in position to win. You got two you close gotta games. Put them in yes, to you got. You got. You got a second week. That's hold on. You, there's a second week. There's a blowout, right? What was the reason because of the blowout? Four turnovers, right? What was the trend on game day prime the first week versus Washington? Three turnovers, two interceptions, excuse me, two interceptions and a fumble. Week three, close game versus division rival. What was the problem? Three turnovers. You have 10 turnovers in three weeks. Coaches can tell you all week, hey, we cannot turn the ball over. Justin Herbert can walk out onto that field and be like, all right, coach, I'm not going to turn the ball over and still throw three picks. You can't blame coaching on every single mistake that this team makes. The defense isn't there yet. The offense has some weapons, but not entirely great. That offensive line needs some work. Look, you got to put the players in position to win. He just hasn't been doing that. He hasn't been doing that. The play calling down the stretch have been horrible. It's been horrible. I hear you with the turnovers, but if you have a chance to win the game, you, you a lot of a lot of it comes down to play calling. A lot of the turnovers are are, are, are being are caused by the play calls, especially down the stretch. You you watched week one, right? You watched primetime game? Week one primetime. I, 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 I didn't miss it. Why what, would I what was, miss it? What was the deciding factor of that ball game? It was the it was deciding factor. Game. What was the deciding factor? The deciding factors were the deciding factors was turnovers. Okay. Excuse me. And week two, what was the deciding factor between the Cowboys? 
he couldn't play defense to save his nah. life. I don't want to hear he, about turnovers. You, 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 you let turnovers. somebody score 45 points on you, it don't matter how many turnovers you're not gonna win the game. Okay, fine. We so week three then. It's a two point ball game, 16 you, to 14. 16 to 14. What was the deciding factor in a two point ball game? Turnovers. Turnovers. Yes, thank you. Turnovers. Three interceptions. Justin Herbert. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You're a coach. Okay. Pretend you're a coach. You're the coach of the Chargers. Okay. Week one, you go out three turnovers. Okay. Okay. You mark that down. Mental note as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Week two, four turnovers. You mark that down. Mental note, right? Okay. So when would you think, as a coach, sit your players down? Uh, can we please stop turning the ball over, please? Can we please stop giving another team the ball, please? Can we please stop throwing interceptions? Can we please hold on to the so ball? Let me ask when you is this. he going to do let that? Me, when let me is he going to do this. that? Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest players, greatest? play coaches, coach. To it, me, it, it, it sounds like that's part of the game plan. Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest running backs of our generation, right? And maybe all time. What was his biggest flaw? Being great. No. What was his biggest <laughs> flaw? Fumbling. Fumbling was Adrian Peterson's only weakness, that and his knee. So you've got a running back who is breaking records, running the ball efficiently, getting touchdowns, being the cornerstone of the Minnesota Vikings for years. And his biggest problem was fumbling the football. You, you're telling me that you don't think the coaching staff at one point, at no point at all, sat AP down and was like, hey, you got to hold on to the ball. you got to cover they the points. They probably did that one time, but Adrian Peterson was so great. I think that's something you live with. You live with him fumbling once or twice. It was as many carries as he get. You got to look at that also. But moving on from Adrian Peterson, week three, Chiefs versus Chargers. The Chargers turned the ball over four times. That's more than the Chargers turned it over. So why didn't he win that game? Personnel, man. It's got, that's, that's the problem. This team right personnel. now is not built He has the personnel to do it. But if that's the case, let, let, me tell you, let me tell you this. Make adjustments. Okay, let me ask you this. You got the Chiefs offense, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, which Travis Kelsey had a phenomenal game in this ballgame. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. The offensive line obviously is mediocre, subpar, pretty bad. Chargers defense. You think Derwin James, Asante <laughs> Samuel, Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. is old as dirt. You think these guys are going to cover all of those offensive weapons? There's nobody in the league that can cover those offensive weapons. I don't care how well you coach this. At that, come on now. That's a lie. There's teams that we, can figure out how to beat the Chiefs. We've seen it. We put – this is a guy that's top 10 in FML. I hold those top 10 players to a higher standard. Higher standard. 0-3 is coaching. For them, anytime they go – if anybody in the top 10 is 0-3 is coaching, it's not the players. It's not the players, but and if it's the players, then you know what? He ain't top ten. That's you know how I look at it. He if he's blamed, if, if if anybody blames their team in the top ten for being zero and three, they not top ten. Period. He is a top ten coach, and that's why I think he's going to get he? this team figured is out. He? This team is, he? is going to get figured out. He's going is to get he? these personnel to develop the way that he wants them. Asante Samuel's a rookie corner. There's only rooms to improve with that team. I right tell now. you what. Look, he's going to be on the hot seat if he don't win next week in Oakland. If he loses to the Raiders, or Las Vegas, excuse me, if he loses to the Raiders, <laughs> say goodnight. You know what? That's hot one seat. thing that we can agree with, but we don't know that because the Raiders we just talked about had an upset versus the Ravens earlier on this season, and Iowa's not a bad coach. 
his defense looked like he was a bad coach. But right now, <laughs> we can't say that Beast is not a top 10 for that reason. I'm really question. I'm really starting to question, and you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, the, I mean, losing to WFT, he's top ten. Uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm not really, I'm not really holding that against them. But to go to have a home game, home, you start with the momentum. You let up 45 points, four five versus the Dallas Cowboys. It's no way, no way. And then the very next week. Nothing was addressed. Apparently, nothing was addressed. You go and do the exact same thing. Three turnovers. Nothing was addressed. And you just lose. And you lose. I'll say this. Beast, yes, is a top 10 coach. But he has probably one of the three toughest opponents to face in the first three weeks. He already played Taco in the Washington football team week one on primetime football. And that was a close game, right? Uh, yes. Methodical on both teams. Defensive ball game. It came down to turnovers and who could have the biggest plays and the most uh, opportunities. Colin Kaepernick outperformed the Chargers completely just by himself with some of the decision-making that he had and also the coaching staff giving him that read option play going to the end zone. Phenomenal Beautiful game coach. on both sides. Beautiful but that coach. game was well-coached on both sides, right? Beautiful coach. Right. So you got the Cowboys and you got the Chargers week two. Yes, the Cowboys are coming off of a red-hot week one victory versus the Bucks in a close ball game that they ended up squeezing out late in the fourth. They're playing the Chargers who are coming off of a big loss, in my opinion, by losing to Taco in the Washington football team. And then you got to face, a, honestly, a top-hand offense. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. These, these tight ends for them are also pretty decent. And you got two running backs, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, that can both get the job done, as well as a top offensive line with some key players on defense with Mika Parsons and some other guys in the mix like Leighton Vander Esch. Jalen Smith is still on that team. So let me ask you this. To you, we'll close it out with this. Team or scheme? What do you what do you think? Oh, it's always scheme. It's always scheme over team. But the problem is right now is his scheme, his personnel don't match his scheme. So he's gonna have to adjust and figure out the ways that he can compete with this defense because this defense is slow. And they're in a division that has some of the fastest offenses right now in the league. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. There's so, a lot of fast there's a lot, there's a lot of speed in the a, in the uh, AFC West. And the, the one thing I will say is coaching. I'm going to touch on your point and kind of agree with you on that is Beast's past has been more so of like a balanced type of offense. Like the running back gets the majority of the offensive have, load. Right? And you have to adjust. Right. You have to adjust. Right. You, can't, you can't call yourself a top 10 coach and not be able to make adjustments with who you have on your team. You know, plain and simple. He'll get there. He'll get there. That being said, we're going to return back to pick six after this quick word from my sponsors. Thank God for rap. Thank God for you. Thank God I'm seeing you always until my new. And if I see you riding, profiling your view, remember who gave you your wings to fly in all of your flues. I understand we at a time we can't press on these rhymes But I can knock it how you work in this dress from behind In between your thighs, synchronize all in your eyes Read between your lines on your five, he killing your vibe Hey, what's going on, FML? Welcome back to Pick 6 It's your boy Rome with my boy SB And we're going to, real quick, we're just going to go over uh, Two divisions that we kind of want to talk about real quick 
The first one's going to be the NFC South. Uh, SB, what you think about this NFC South team and, and how it's looking in these first yeah, three man. weeks? The, the NFC South, man, um, it, this is one of the – to me, this is one of the more intriguing divisions at – and beginning of the year, you know, you, you, you're looking at the, the divisions and the way the coaches were spread out. This one is one of the ones that we probably had not being close. You know what I'm saying? We probably had one just – I think I think most of us would have just said, you know, the Panthers are just going to take this, you know, just outright. Uh, but to me, uh, with the momentum, the way they plan, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I feel like, I feel like Coach Jerome – has these Buccaneers working on all cylinders, you know, uh, week one, you know, uh, close game score doesn't really, you know, tell the whole story. 31 to 14 doesn't really tell the whole story. The game was 17, 14 to the, to the late, late in the game. And he fell apart. Now what I will say is coach Jerome in the past has had, he's had issues, you know, in fourth, he's had four quarter blues. And I think his only, his only, you know, downfall and pushing him up to that next tier of coaching is he can't get it done in the fourth quarter. And week one, we're just like, oh, here we go again. You know, he started thinking, here we go again. And then week two and three happens. And what does he do? Fourth quarter drives, late uh, late fourth quarter drives, win it at, uh, versus the Falcons. Late uh, fourth quarter drivers, the Rams, scores, defense, finish it up, beats the Rams. And then, you know, so I, I feel like he – I feel like this is this is his year. He, he has the team. He has the pieces, you know, and uh, they had a really good offseason. And being three and one in this division, beat, already beating uh, one, one of the uh, the Falcons, which, you know, he was he was, he was was underdog, you know what I'm saying? Just put it like that. He was underdog. You know, he wasn't supposed to win that game. He won it. And uh, he, for me, he wasn't supposed to beat the Rams either. You know, Rams, both of those two players are, are top ten, and he beat them. You know, so right now I got I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks winning winning early, and I got them winning uh winning late. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a, a division to talk about, mostly because of the fact, like you said, early on, um, especially after the draft, a lot of the the topics were on Aponte taking the Panthers, and then Bubba actually getting the Falcons late, which fits his his play style with with the offense. And Jerome and the Bucks honestly was getting overlooked because of that reason. Um. And, you know, Coach Sorrento took the Saints, but he actually ended up jumping ship, going to the Patriots in the AFC least. He got scared. He got, he got scared. He, he got ran. scared. He, he got ran. scared. He ran, and he wanted to have a more uh, division where he would have the chance of possibly being able to compete because with uh, Jerome, Aponte, and Bubba, there was no way he was going to compete. He was going to be last place every damn year. Um, and the only the only reason I, and another reason I'm choosing, I'm choosing the Bucks is if you look at the way the Falcons have been winning, it just hasn't been impressive. You know, they in week one they they uh, they go against the Eagles, who are uh, they're zero and three. He beat them by three points. You know, uh, barely winning at home. Uh, he loses to the Bucks, of course, and then the Giants, another zero and three team. He loses. He wins by three points. You know, at, at New York. You know, so I mean, yeah, he's three and one. But it, you look at it, you say, what type of three and one is it? You know, the 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 the, the three teams. You know that the two, you know, but the two teams that he that he beat are just they're zero. You know they're zero and three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, I, the, and then the Panthers with a, with a Ponte. You know he. I think his three and one is more respectable. You know. Uh, he just has to get used to the team. With a but with right a Ponte, now, 
in the past, right? His biggest thing is like being able to take a team that needs to be improved and he does well with them. And that's exactly what he's doing with the Panthers. Yeah. Not, not to say that the Panthers don't have uh, the right players on the team because they definitely do. You got, you know, DJ Moore, CMC, some, some pieces on defense, uh, you know, Dante Jackson. Um, this team is probably outside of the Bucks, the most complete team in that division. And like you said, with Bubba, Honestly, the game, all of his games have just been off- offensive. It's just been offense over and over and over. Defense really hasn't done a whole lot. And that's one thing that really popped out um, in that close game versus the Bucks and the Falcons. His offense was keeping him in the game, but the defense just could not stop the Bucks at all. Like, I think they had one interception right before the end of the first half, but they didn't capitalize on it. They went three and out immediately after. Um, and the Bucks just continued to, to outperform them offensively, especially that last drive. And – you know, I'm, I'm still giving it to Aponte and the Panthers. Uh, Aponte is a really smart coach and a defensive-minded coach. And he, because he's a coach in real life, he understands football in general, the game of football, and how it's a, it's a game of inches, a game of adjustments. He knows how to work things out. He recognizes um, the, the type of defensive fronts he's getting, the type of coverage pre-snap, like being able to he's adjust. probably one of the best users in the league at making halftime adjustments, I think. Right. I think he probably is the best at that. And I – and I'll say this, Bubba is probably the best uh, passing offensive mindset of a coach. Every yeah, time we've seen Bubba in the cycle, offense passing has been phenomenal, which is probably one of the reasons why he was like, all right, Kyle Pitts, I'm going to you. And that's been the cornerstone. But what did the Bucks do? They said, okay, we're going to stop Kyle Pitts. You're going to have to score with somebody else. And they were er- like early to stay in the game, but as the game went on late, Kyle Pitts was going to stop. He broke open late in the fourth, but that, but that was really about it. Um, I will say though, I'm not sure if you've heard the rumors, but uh, there's rumors going around with the uh, the Falcons and and and, and Packers are talking Devontae Adams. So yes. uh, we that, that's something to keep an eye on. If he does get Devontae Adams, oh my god! <laughs> but my but <laughs> one thing with that is is yes, you're improving your already amazing offense. But what are you doing with the defense? This defense has been gashed every week by by teams that should not be killing you, with the exception of the Bucks. Giants and Eagles both had phenomenal offensive games. Huge turnovers here that killed them. Um, but that defense is just getting killed over and over and over. Yeah. And that's one of the problems with the Bucks as well. That's why I'm not so sure about them is because their defense has been giving up a lot of points. They've closed you know, it late. But we're, but, we're but, ta- but see, we're talking about – we're talking about a division right now. And if, if you have to choose the, you know – the yeah, team with I think the best. I, I'm choosing the Bucks. You know they 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 have they're like second in points for, and then their points against. They only allow 93, 93 points. Um, well, really, they only allow like seventy something points. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm, take, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks right now. Panthers at a at a, at, a, at two, Falcons at three, and then who's the who's the fourth team in that division? Like, it's, is there the a fourth Saints. team? It's the Saints, but they're. They're one, two. They're really. They're not important. Yeah, that was a rhetorical. Was, that was a rhetorical question. I'm. I'm asking that because, <laughs> like, dang, the Saints. Like, they went from being in the NFL. Now I seem like they're a Big Ten team. Like, that's how. They, that's how they looking. They looking like a, a Big Ten college team right now. Well, hey, like, they they snuck out that Week Two victory versus the Ponte and the Panthers. So they made a little bit of noise Week Two, but besides that, not so much. One and two. Um, I mean, but you look. You you, if it, you you look at the way they've been playing. It's like that win was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally won and stuff. Panthers, yeah, like it was Panthers were messing around. The Saints were like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize I won." But, <laughs> Let's yeah. move on to this uh, an- another division of note that we're gonna talk about. Uh, AFC West, man. Yeah. AFC West. I-, I think this is a good one. 
AFC West, you know, the surprising team we already kind of talked about is Kelvin, the Broncos, starting off 2-1. and Some really good victories early on in the season. Um, and you got, of course, the Chiefs at 2-1 and as well with some close victories over the Ravens and then again over the division rival, the, the struggling Chargers, which we talked about, 0-3. And, you know, and the Raiders as well, 1-2, and so or 2-1, and I'm sorry. So this division... It's close right now. Uh, it's looking a lot like the NFC South, where there's just one team really struggling and three teams that are that are playing pretty well. Um, at at the end of the season, I'm I'm probably gonna have to give it to the Chiefs. I think this team is too good to not win this division. Um, a lot of pieces. It's a young team. Obviously, offense is phenomenal. Defense has some key pe- some key pieces to help them out. But uh, I have to see more from Kelv. Honestly, if he's going to – I could see him coming in number two. Unless Beast gets gets together, um, I could see the, the Broncos finishing number two in this division. But overall, oh, this has got to go to Ocho and the Chiefs. I, I don't see anything really stopping them. Um, there is right now a rumor that Patrick Mahomes may be benched, though, for two weeks due to some some, uh, some rule violations. So, ah, wow. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. That's probably COVID-related. COVID um <laughs> To me, I'm gonna take the. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the Broncos. I, this is my hot take. This is my hot take. I'm taking the Broncos with with charge with with, with the with Coach Beast. You know, I don't know where he is. He hasn't even cracked uh, 50, 50 points for yet. His offense has not been good. Um, I, I got the I got the Broncos, man. With the the momentum they have, you know, beating the Jags and. You know their defense. They they have the best de- uh, defense in the, in the in the division right now. So, and Melvin Gordon in the, in the run and, game has and, just been. Phenomenal. I about to say, and, and 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 the way he has that balance going, and how he's picked up. I think the biggest issue with the Broncos was who's going to play quarterback. You know, is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Teddy Bridgewater? Is he going to look for another one? And I think with him making that you know that decision early in the year, we're going with Teddy. I think that was huge, you know what I'm saying? Allowed him to, to get the style that he wanted to play because Bridgewater and Locke, I think they played differently. You know, Bridgewater with a little bit more movement maybe than uh than Locke. Mm-hmm. But um I think that I think that's allowed him to to elevate his game. And you know, Ocho, he got he, he got the squad. He has the pieces to absolutely win this division, you know. But I just just I think in FML, you look at who's hot, who's hot right now, and usually who's hot right now during the season is usually who takes it. And this, the, the as far as division goes, that's that's usually how it goes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It could be someone different next year. But what I will say is same with NFC South. When we look at this division pre uh, preseason, we're, we're not even having this discussion. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, was, it was mostly it's, brought. Bro- uh, it was Chargers. Brought- yeah. Yeah, we're not even having this discussion. Discussion, you know. But now that the season started and it, it's total three, three uh, it's t- t- total, total one eighty. You know what I'm saying? Total one eighty. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I got the Broncos over the Chiefs, and then I think I think Beast pulls it up, gets the third. You know, maybe gets a wild card and then makes some noise. But uh, win a division. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say Broncos win this division. I say this for the Chargers: if they're gonna compete in this division this this season, um, I have no no issue or without a doubt that season two, season they're two they're gonna be a new team. But this season, man, they're gonna probably have they're gonna have to beat the, at least the Broncos twice 
and they're going to have to sweep the Raiders if they want to stay atop of the division. And, you know, they lost to the Chiefs early, but they're going to have to win the next one um, if they want to climb back into the standings and, and try to make the playoffs. Because, you're like you said, you're a top-10 coach. And if you're going to be a top-10 coach, then you have to be – you have to prove that you're a top-10 coach and work your way out of this 0-3 start and, and get yourself to the playoffs or, or at least win the division. We're probably going to have to re- – uh, yeah, with, with that said, you know, I'm, I know we talked about the AFC East. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about this. <laughs> but but I will say – We're not looking good not, on not our predictions. Boogie, beat, Boogie did beat the crap out of Joe. I will say that. So I know I'm feeling better about that than you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with the with, with Sorrento coming over as the Pats, we may have to, you may have to, you know, revisit that again later on in the year because it seems like he's kind of taking over that division. I, I'll say this. With, with the team that Boogie currently has, there's no reason why he should be struggling the way he's struggling. Uh, he had a close game versus Washington. That was a close game. Yeah, that was that was surprising. That was surprising. surprising. It's um, almost like it's almost like Washington was playing to their competition almost. But it's, yeah, I don't know. and you see some users do that too, where they kind of overlook certain guys, and the games are closer. Um, so you know, Joe and Boogie both are one and two. So we'll have to obviously revisit this argument. You know, I'm still ready to get <laughs> yeah. that that Mountain Dew. No, um, yeah, yeah, get your cases ready. <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with Sorrento entering that division, running from the NFC South, that that mixes things up. Um, but hey, Dolphins yep. got a got a new QB with Kirk Cousins. I guess they don't really like the the play style of Tua, and it looks like that offense is already starting to to kick it up a notch. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I still got my confidence yeah. in Joe. Yeah. With that being said, that's all we got today, man. Hey, good show. We glad, glad we're back. Uh, yeah, good to be good to be back. Everybody, make sure you guys tune in. This is going to be in every Monday. Uh, Evolution, ten a.m. Eastern. Monday. Only on FML Network. Mm-hmm.